Hello and welcome to What Happened to Us with Nate, Stacy, and Hugh. Currently, it's a two-man show, though. This week, it's, it's the Nate and non-Nate hour. Oh, that's good. Yeah, but if we're looking for a rebrander to pivot somewhere down the line, the Nate not Nate hour it works for me because it mentions my name twice. Yeah, Nate not Nate. So, that's yeah. actually not a bad uh, title. It, it, uh, it kind of reminds me of. Uh, do you remember the band Was Not Was? Yeah. They, they sang "Walk the Dinosaur." Yeah. Uh, and it's because I believe the one of the guys, the main producer who started the band, his last name was Was. So that's why it was Was, not Was. Uh, that makes some yeah. sense. Yeah. So not Nate, not Nate. Nate, not Nate. Let's go. There and we go. go. Forward. Yeah, I, I'm not looking for a rebrand, but you know. Well. Never, you, never, it, you never know. It might be easier to have people search. Uh, yeah, that's true. You know? That's true. It's a much more obvious uh, title. Than, than uh, what, what happened to us. Well, it's more the what that spelled W U T, which is you know. Well, the happened the happened is confusing too. Is but if you the uh, the us is the only thing that's spelled right. I mean, you could argue the number two is the number two, but you know what I mean. Yeah, but I thought the I thought at the time, it, well, as you put it, like Jesus, since the first episode, that it sounded like I was having a seizure when I came up with the name. Yeah, when you texted me that the first time, because you, I mean, unlike. Well, I mean, well, I was going to sound like a lot of things where the title is like one of the last things for the author to come up with. It doesn't really work out as well for a podcast because no. you can't just you can't just release an untitled podcast. Um, I guess you could, but like you know, yeah, you texted me that, and it was like, did you are you having a stroke? Did you did the buttons on your phone break? Because you're missing it's, missing vowels. It's, it's it's like you were trying to save on vowels. Somehow. Yeah, and yes, I was but going hey. You, you know, it's been what? This is ninety-five episodes. Yes, ninety-six. Ninety-six with the, yeah, the lost one, which we redid anyway. So it's kind of just didn't yeah, have the same it, kind of a mystique with it. Maybe we should call Travis back in. To, that would be funny to do that again. <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. I don't think he'd answer. No, but I don't. Th- fun, but maybe, maybe actually, if we planned it with him. But what is planning anyway? No, these days it's uh, Groundhog's Day, so every True. day is the same. I, yeah. You know, you wake up, you do your routines as best you can to kind of keep the normalcy of sanity. But, you know, we wake up, we go to bed. That is it. Uh, yeah, the only difference is some days we're Phil. Uh, we are, no, not Phil. What, it, what was Bill Murray's name? Phil was the was the Pox is Honey Phil. Uh, it, yeah, what was his? I keep wanting to, it was, I don't, whatever his name was. So, you know, some days you're him stepping into the puddle and some days you're not him stepping in the puddle. Oh, two seconds. Most, I'm right there. Days. His name was Phil. Oh, was Phil? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was about to say. I think it was Phil. So yeah, that's why it sounded familiar because I, I can picture Andy McDowell's southern accent saying Phil all the time. Yeah, and some some days you're Ned Ryerson when Ned. he's not getting punched in the face, and most days I'm Ned Ryerson when he is getting punched in the face. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, it, it it does have that feel. Outside of like the weather's getting warmer out here, how's it over? Over there in St. Louis. It's actually really nice today. It's in the 70s, which mm. is pretty great. It's going to rain for the next four or five days. I, did I see you guys had an earthquake earlier? We did have an earthquake last night at like midnight-ish. Just... Oh, okay. I, I couldn't tell the timing on it. Like, you know, typical, uh, and I kind of missed that from being there, is the typical, every, so you feel the earthquake, and then you immediately go on social media to see everybody talk about the earthquake. Exactly. I refuse... And it's so useless, because everybody in L.A., either tweets earthquake exclamation point or pre-twitter it was on facebook they'd go earthquake yeah and i don't everybody who was in la already they felt it oh some people don't some people are like completely oblivious and i think i saw it was a 3.8 that's something you could be oblivious to uh it was Uh, it was pretty uh i felt it and i i all miss earthquakes here and there and this one i was like oh okay it wasn't yeah it felt like a 3.8 it 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 did have a little shake to it but you know, it, that was was that was that fourth of was the fourth of July last year, I think, where we had two big ones like back to back days. I believe that was fourth and that of July. that was those were shakers. Those were, and they lasted a long like I you know twenty years in Los Angeles. I've been through a lot, a yeah. lot of them. None, none of them huge. Like you know, everybody, all the all the locals always talk about Northridge, right. how big that one was, which makes sense because I mean it was usually the epicenters out in the middle of nowhere, not not Northridge, right? right, right. But like. Yeah, some you feel, some you don't. Some the the one I remember on the Fourth of July was one of those uh, wave ones, which I sh- they're kind of relaxing. 
Yes. Like, you know, that's, it, you really do feel like you're kind of rolling up and down. Like, I, I, I remember very vividly the 4th of July one because I was sitting on the floor tying my shoes and I was on a hardwood floor. So you feel it more. And like, that was kind of soothing. But then sometimes they're the real hard jutting ones. Those aren't as fun. The biggest one I ever felt uh, was in San Diego. It was, a Me- it was in, I think, it, obviously the, the earthquake was in Mexico. And it was a big one. It was a 7.8, I believe. And Ooh. I was down in Chula Vista, which is down towards the border of Mexico. It's really just right there. And I was driving to go visit a friend in, at, at a house. And I'm in my car. And I'm at a stop sign. And I drop something, so I'm going to pick it up. And all of a sudden, the car starts shaking. And I'm like, oh, no, car's dying. Something's going Ooh. wrong with the car. And I'm like, I get up. I'm like, look at the gauges. Nothing's Nothing's wrong. And this is still shaking. So, And I'm like look up and look at the the street light and that's shaking back and forth i'm like wow that's a that's a that's a breeze and then <laughs> then all of a sudden i see the roll in the ground like coming through i'm yeah. like oh earthquake and then i see the 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 street sign like the stoplight come down towards the car i'm like oh oh no oh but that's that was the biggest one i ever felt well that sounds like a blast it was interesting i yeah. I, I was happy to be on a road and not a bridge that would be scary. Or, or under a bridge. Or under, yeah, well, you know. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Uh, speaking of uh, earthquakes and World Series. What? The Giants and Dodgers. Oh, oh no, no, the Giants. Who was Giants it? and A's. A's, that's it. The uh, A's. Yes. Yeah. That was, I remember that. That was uh, in, yeah, 1989. Was it 89? 89. I re- yeah, and I remember that broadcast because it went dark. Yeah. Like that you're just watching the broadcast. You didn't know what was happening at first because then the broadcast just went dark and then they came back on and you the the uh, I want to say it was probably Bob Costas back then. I don't know. No, no. Probably, he wouldn't call. He'd probably not. Well, he's called baseball a lot. I don't know who it was, but it was a big name person. Whoever was calling it, like trying to explain it. And you saw the players on the field. It was pretty pretty crazy. And you had you of course hadn't seen. You're watching it live and you hadn't seen all the carnage yet, like the Bay Bridge collapsing and no. all that. Like so, you all you saw. I remember. I remember very vividly seeing Mark McGuire and Canseco out on the field with their wives. I'd never seen their wives before, and um, they were uh, they were something. Yeah, you should yeah. you should go look up Mark. Just like Google McGuire Canseco on field with wives, and the, yeah, their wives were uh, were something. I just always remember the SI cover from that that day that era like that day which was uh, was will clark the third baseman yeah uh, first baseman first giants. baseman for the giants so and yeah, him, him carrying like a kid with him like through the like it was yeah I mean, exiting I mean, that must have been the I mean, for the players i mean it must have been scary for everybody especially in the stands like that candlestick was oh, an old stadium yeah like that must have been shaking like crazy like the, to be on the field would have been the safest place yes because like if that place was collapsing it was collapsing out Right. Not in. Oh, at least, you know, uh, you would think you would go to the middle and then you can probably, I don't know. Yeah. That's a weird thing to think about. It's like, where would you go if you're in a stadium and there's, you know, not places. Yep. I mean, if it was Veterans Stadium, which I've been to, like, as a kid, I'm like, that would just be scary. You'd be rolling off the top top deck there. Cause it, oh, I'd be terrified of Dodger Stadium. Dodger mm-hmm. Stadium. The, I've only said, I, you know, I've been to Dodger Stadium many, many times. The upper deck is terrifying. It is so steep. Yeah, that like would... they they used to build stadiums very strangely. Oh, like I've not I've not been to Fenway. I've been to Wrigley. I've not been to Fenway. I don't know if it's built the same. Fenway is not I built know, that way. Well, Fenway doesn't go up. Dodger Stadium because it's built into the ravine has a very strange upper deck system right. where it has that fifth deck. Yes, that's behind home plate, but it's it's so and it's a it's built it's built into a ravine, so it had to be built very steep, I assume. Yeah. But it's terrifying up there. Like you're, you feel if you're just walking up the steps, like you feel like you're gonna fall, like hundreds of feet. Well, I'll tell you this: like Fenway is a very obviously it's the, it's now the oldest stadium. If I'm correct, Wrigley's still is Wrigley still the oldest because yeah. I know it was Detroit yeah. before that. And oh yeah, Wrigley. I think, I, but they're within a few years of each other. Right, and so yeah. it's a very kind of a flat stadium. It's not very high. It's not, you know, they didn't build the seats on the Green Monster until the mid 2000s. And then, I remember when they did that. That was a big deal. It was a big build. They were always talking about moving the stadium to South Boston, and they never did because it's Fenway, and they just upgraded it. Yeah. Essentially, so uh, we'll we'll put upgrading quotes because it's still a shit. Well, they put a hit like a batter's box underneath the dugout. 
So yeah. Oh, they well they did they they that's what they did to Wrigley a few years ago. Like when I lived in Chicago, that's when they were doing the bulk of their yeah. work, and they they lifted the they built the bullpen. And I think it was one of the last stadiums left that had. I think Tampa Bay still has it, where the bullpen is is on the field. Yeah, like, on like the foul so the players are, yeah yeah so the players are in a lot of danger of getting hit. Like a pitcher's can get hit in the back of the head with a line drive. Right. Um, Wrigley still had that, but Wrigley didn't have the bonus of having the the side I don't, they're not sidelines in baseball the on-field dimensions being big enough so that they could be real far off to the side so so at Wrigley they had they lifted the bleachers to put the bullpens under them no, did, they, did they still put that sign up there in the outfield to block that the houses that had the seats well that was the thing that was the problem is that when they lifted the bleachers they the the it's such a strange thing for any listeners. I don't know if you're how familiar with Wrigley or if you even care. We don't usually talk about sports with this. No, um, we're having a the, little leeway uh, today. The uh, the uh, the built, Wrigley is built in such a way that the outfield um, bleachers were low enough that all the buildings across the street on um, God, I can't think of what the street name is. It's going to drive me crazy. It starts with an A. All the buildings across uh, it's. Um, were tall enough that they basically had had bleachers on the top of these buildings, and they would. Uh, they'd be a, a pretty much as close to the field as you would be in a normal stadium, like if you were in the upper deck in the outfield. But yeah, once they uh, and people would, who lived in those who owned those buildings would sell the seats off on their roof because you got a pretty good view of the field. But then when they raised the bleachers to put the bullpen in, now those are all blocked, and the, the, the Cubs don't care. They didn't get any money from those seats anyway. Does Addis- people, a- Addison? Addison. Yep. Addison. That's it. Um, yeah, that's it. But yeah, it's uh, they they were doing all kinds of construction on that. It took them a really long time. Hmm. But yeah, yeah, baseball. Yeah. Baseball. There we go. Well, you know, it's a time for baseball. But, but... Fun fact about Will Clark is we're getting is since oh. we talked about him five minutes ago and it's it's completely useless now. But I didn't get a chance to throw it in. He has twenty ten vision, the best vision you can possibly have. I didn't know that. No, I, it's I possible. Guess... Yeah, twenty twenty is considered the ideal. Right. Twenty ten is perfect. If they call it eagle eye vision. There are two uh, baseball players that I know of that have. That who have is the other? Uh, Andre Dawson. Okay. That's why his, his his nickname was Hawkeye. Oh. Yeah. Things I didn't and, know. And there you go. So uh, so if you have twenty twenty vision, you think your vision's perfect. Ha! You're wrong. I, I do not have that. No, oh, I don't either. No. Uh, mine's not. I mean, you've seen. I think you and I are in glass, the same boat. You've worn my glasses before. Yeah. They're not. It's not one of those deals where you feel like you're drunk when you're because somebody's so blind that you're wearing their glasses and you can't see straight. No, no, you can see. You just can't read, kind of things far away, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. My mine was always uh, driving street signs, yes. especially at night. Oh. I, I was not. I've never felt danger driving. It was I couldn't read street signs from a distance, which is you know something that should you should. Although, granted, now with GPS in a car, with navigation, you don't really need to. You can see what streets are coming up. Right. You, but, don't, um, you don't need the – and it'll tell you when to get ready to turn, too, So if you're entering it in. So, yeah. The most annoying to me, though, was always uh, sitting at a bar trying to read a score on a TV oh. from across the bar. I'd yes. have to, like, walk up to the TV. Now I don't have to do that as much. Well, I mean, seeing that there are no bars open, yeah. Are, are, are there bars open in St. Louis? Uh, they – it's funny you say that. They uh, – no. Okay. No, that's still, but they and they they just started something here that L.A. was doing for a while. I don't know if you guys are still doing it, where the uh, they gave the restaurants bar well bars that serve food. So I guess technically you're a restaurant at that point. Like um, they allow them to do the the uh, to go drinks. Yes, they do that they, here but, now. Yeah, I remember reading about that in L.A. But they just started in St. Louis last week, and it was a big deal for some places because some places they really wanted. It seems strange to me that you would go to a restaurant. Or that you would want it to go drink, like you're going to pick up. That was, and I don't know if this was a thing with LA, but in St. Louis, the requisite for being able to sell to go drinks was that you had to sell food with it. Right. Like you can't, you couldn't just go, I'm going to get a margarita from the Mexican joint down the street. I, it's, I have to order food and, and then I can get a margarita. Yeah, which is, what's the point? If you want to get a margarita for somewhere, you're trying to help a business out. So I don't know. Well, that's the, the thing. That's the thing I always thought of is that I, I mean, you're not going to do that with like a vodka soda because that's stupid. You can just make a vodka soda at home, and why would you want it? Why would you pick that up from a restaurant unless you're drink? I mean, what are you going to sit, sit and drink it in your car? Because right. otherwise, it's. I assume they're putting ice in it. The only thing I could see is uh, Mexican places where, you know, margaritas their specialty. Mm. It's not easy to make a margarita at home. It's, that's hard to do. That's not as hard as you think it is, but yeah, it's kind of a pain in the butt. A it's good dirt. One. A good one. Okay, well, you know. I, I but did, like so, yeah. so that I I could see, but even then it's like so you're gonna 
order this drink. I mean, I don't. I mean, even if you order, I wouldn't order soda from a to-go restaurant if, if they put ice in it because it's just going to be watered down by the time you drink it. This is very very true. I actually do not like when you you order a to-go soda and it's a fountain soda. You're like, well, I don't want a fountain soda. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, so that so oh yeah, Wait, what were we gonna say? Oh no no no. I mean, it, it's just anything is uh, when it comes to the drinks. It's weird. There have been pop-up bars where bars have opened up and been serving drinks and people have just been standing around like distance ways apart here and i'm like why are you doing this that doesn't seem legal no it doesn't seem they, smart it seems, either it seems like a weird skirting of the rules it was a weird skirting of the rules. did any place besides the pig do that um i saw state social doing something but i it might have been we've had a couple incidences of people with guns running around town um so oh, the that cops yeah yeah happened twice so helicopters closing off streets i decided to go for a drive one day and out to malibu and whatnot i was coming back way down sunset from the beach i love that drive oh it's such a great drive and coming back they had blocked off holloway now for those of you who don't know la well the whiskey a go-go famous venue where the the doors used to play just down the street from there is this street that comes off sunset called holloway and they had blocked that off and then caused a traffic jam when there's ah. no cars. So Interesting. The, the cop cars had lined down, and there were, there were three guys who had hijacked a car, had guns. Oh, I, I saw that. I, I, I Only based on Twitter, because I follow a lot of, like, I still follow, you know, yeah. WeHo Daily and the such. Yeah, WeHo Daily. That used to be a great uh, Twitter follow. No, not so much. Nah, it's, it, the guy who runs it has kind of made it his own personal. It used to, like, it's... It's strange, it but used it, to be it, good. it gets you info. Whenever you hear like a, a, a police helicopter in the sky, if you go into Twitter and look up WeHo Daily, uh, not no, I'm thinking of wait, am I, uh, what doesn't even matter. No, um, but yeah, they'll, they'll usually they'll they'll pretty good about reporting. Like, why is there a police helicopter directly above me? But I guess you have those apps now, like the Neighborhood Watch or whatever the heck, not Neighborhood Watch, but there are a couple apps that people use yeah, to update they, you on um, things that are going on on around the neighborhood, which you must have. So. I have well, let me. Um, which one? What are they called? Shoot! Uh, oh, oh uh, Nate's doing research. No, I'm just looking at my phone because I actually have them. <laughs> but I because uh, I I joined them. What is it? One's called oh, crap. Now I'm gonna. This is this is excellent. Here, yeah. you, um, um, kill time. Kill time. This is the, my my strong <laughs> talk, suit of killing talk, time. Talk, talk amongst yourselves. Wow. Next, this... Okay. There's the two. It's next door. Next door is the. Um, uh, is that's basically the online or the social media app where you in your neighborhood neighbors can gripe about things. So it's kind like, of like uh, what's the the traffic it's a, it's one? An, Waze. It's uh, like Waze for just yeah, your neighborhood. Yeah, it's like a that that one is closer to a neighborhood watch. Okay. Where um, where it's it, you can mostly it's people griping about specific things like. Has anybody else's packages been getting stolen? Or somebody mm. keeps like knocking down my trash cans. Does this happen to anybody else? It's not really things of great importance. Right. Though it's become kind of funny now that people are so lonely and isolated that it's sort of become its own like chat rooms. Oh, like now now people go on it just to like have human contact. Oh God. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that and that one. Oh, and that one gets real sketchy and um, um, I don't want to say interesting because that's a poor choice of words, but. Uh, in certain neighborhoods where say the demographic is all the same, let's say that. And some of if if you have racist okay, what I'm gonna say is if you have racist neighbors, you're gonna see some interesting posts oh. about on on next door being like, Hey, I've seen this you know, yeah, I've seen two black men walking around. Does oh. anybody else you know, you, people's racism comes out. Okay. That's that's what I'm gonna say. That's from I don't know if that's as big an issue in LA because of the uh melting pot and whatnot of the demographics but in other you know in the midwest not all neighborhoods are the same right 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 right. that makes complete and it's sense. yeah yeah and then the the other one so that's that's more like neighborhood watch stuff and then the other one is oh god i've already just lost where i put it um <laughs> good lord i'm terrible. can't leave nate alone uh, for two seconds on his own phone where the, well I, I literally just saw the folder i had it in and now i've literally just lost it are you um What's that? I was going to say, are you wearing a ballpark pizza t-shirt from... I, I absolutely am. Best yeah. pizza in the world. Okay. God, I hope they survive this. Oh, Jesus. I didn't think about that. Do you want me to make a run down there to check and make uh, sure? They have two locations, um, which... Okay, this is... 
You know what? It's not even that important. No. Um, I mean, it's just, yeah, ballpark, there's a couple apps that you can use to watch neighborhoods. Ballpark Pizza is um, the pizza of my childhood, which uh, I think we've probably mentioned on this pod before. You took it me there. Is, I've taken you there probably more than once because I, I, I cannot make once. a trip. I can't make a trip to San Diego without going. Right. And I feel like I've gone to San Diego with you at least twice. twice. Yeah. Right. Not at least twice. 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 Yes. I think. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's a mom and pop pizza place that somehow has managed to stay open since 1984. Hats off and to that. And it's one of those places where, you know, it's in Southern California. There's big turnaround. There's big turnaround everywhere, but especially in California, property values and whatnot. Um, it's one of those places that every time I drive down the, the five and go through San Juan Capistrano, where I grew up, more or less, from ages five to nine, four to eight. Um, I'm always worried that it's going to be closed. Like each, every time I pull up, I don't even look, I don't even think to like check beforehand. I just pull up. I'm like, are they open? And, uh, they always are for 30 years. And it's one of those places where they have, um, all the walls are lined with little league, uh, baseball, softball photos of soccer teams, boys and girls, soccer right. teams, like their team photo. Cause it's like, it was the place like when you were a kid and you were on a soccer team and the whole team went out for pizza afterwards, that's where you went. Yeah. You and, get, you get those sponsors. Like, yeah. Oh, um, what was the, what was this in Southern California? It was like AYSO. Right. Like, I don't know what that even stood for. It's like youth soccer, soccer association, association. Right. organization, but like, yeah, everybody who went, to, everybody who grew up in Orange County as a kid, they have that on their, had that on their jerseys oh, okay. and yeah, you're sponsored by, yeah, usually you're sponsored by somebody. Uh, we were sponsored yeah, by this, a tailor at, for one of my teams. So we had like DeMarco's tailor for a bit. It's like, wow, nice. we, we had some, I had some like, I wish I had those shirts, or at least photos of those shirts. Through, I probably do somewhere, but I have photos. I definitely have photos of me on, in those those. Yeah, but we all wear the same T-shirts. It's just like back in those days. It was a, you just get those cheap shirts with a number on the back, and you'd be like, "Here you go. You're a size small. Off you go." Ah, uh, so you're always a size small. Mm-hmm. I was a medium. You were a medium back then. Where the yeah no I'm still I'm, I'm working my way back to schmedium oh. wait no I actually I always get confused schmedium it's where you're between a small and a medium and you make it right but but schmedium has has taken on a, a different joking term when anybody who has a shirt that's they're wearing that's too tight you call it you jokingly call it a schmedium right you're wearing a schmedium so, so, today so it doesn't technically like it's pop culture ref you know reference now is not you know it's different than its literal meaning of between a small and medium like yeah. i could have a large friend and if they're wearing a shirt that's too tight you jokingly say oh is that a medium uh, yes yeah it has taken so. that yeah or you're just gotten too fat to fit in the large shirt that you had in the trunk just a little bit which was my case hey. for a while hey i'm well not anymore no and I, I'm, I'm going in the other direction too so we're, we're good how's your snacking habit uh did I have a snacking habit? I don't know. Like, well, everyone has a snacking habit now since you're in quarantine, in a way. I actually probably eat health. Some I've somehow managed to eat healthier. Good on you. I, I don't know. Well, Susan Sacred plays a big role in that. Uh, po- yeah. Um, but yeah, like I don't, I don't snack as much. Like my snack now is like Triscuits. Good, you know, fiber. It's good. It's good for you. Good, good for the digestion. A little salty, track. but you got like it's a good dipping, dipping kind of chip thing. Cracker. Good thing, what, good thing to melt cheese on. Mmm. Now, is it a cracker, essentially? Or, uh, this Trisket, is where we're going, is... folks, by the way. We're going to go talk about food for we, a while. We have really hit the quicksand really early into it. We're discussing whether – this no. week's topic, whether or not a Triscuit is, in fact, a cracker. I mean – Yes, it, yes, it yes, is. Yes, it is. Okay. That, and that was, that, that's what I figured it would be? That could be another podcast we have, Two Crackers Discussing Crackers. That'll be a side podcast. That, that's, 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 and people, people might take offense to it. We might I be don't. based out of St. Louis for that one. That'll work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. How, oh, because you're asking about snacking habits. Well, I just, um, I've just found myself, like, I went to the supermarket the other day just to, because I was not fearful of there being a strike. I was fearful that there was going to be a strike by the workers. Because uh, the, the major, for people that don't know, out in California, there's pretty much two major supermarkets, Vons and Ralph's. And, they own Food for Less as well as Pavilions, just a bunch of supermarkets. They're all unionized. So if they decide to strike because they're not getting paid properly for what they're doing as essential workers, and no one actually, if they feel that the, the corporations aren't caring for them or helping them out, that if they walked out, what would happen? And it would be mass chaos for California. So yeah. I, there was a point in time where I was like, ah, 
I could see this happening. And then they're talking about closing down for a little bit uh, the grocery stores for a couple of weeks and just doing takeout or pickup and not having really? people go into supermarkets. It, 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 hap- it popped up on CNN. I was just like, yeah, this is war. At least they keep working and they, they would be in safer conditions by restocking themselves and not having people come into the supermarket to prevent that from mm-hmm. happening. So. That's and, and Ralph's for you know if those, I mean people probably may, maybe heard of Ralph's if you don't live in California, but they're owned by Kroger, okay. which is that's the problem. I would have to say the biggest supermarket chain in the country. Kroger's are, you know they they own supermarkets everywhere. So that yeah, the I the um yeah there's there's well I don't I don't think Albertsons even exists anymore. Um, I believe they all closed. I haven't seen one in a long time. I don't, I don't even know where to. F- if I remember seeing them on the East Coast, but uh, it's been a while. I think there will always be Johns, though. Johns always cracked me up because there was Vons and then there were Johns, and it was just the difference of one spelling, J-O-N, J instead of a V. And um, those are just kind of crummy stores. It literally is the low-budget Vons. So I have every reason to believe they would stay open. Right. (laughs) They would stay open through anything. So, yeah. So our little update on what's going on with the supermarket storing. The... Yeah, we've we've moved on. Citizen, the app is called. Citizen. Ah, there we go. Okay. Ah, found we it. don't we so don't have now. to go back now. <laughs> no, no, but just I'll just to say because we discussed apps for a while, the Citizen app, as opposed to the next door app, the Citizen app is actually like listening to a police scanner. Okay. That's that's actual crimes happening in your area. So that would be the one you'd check to. Why is there a police helicopter over my house? Right, which is probably just useful for this neighborhood more so than your neighborhood. Yeah, Citizen doesn't even really work here. I only signed up because I was bored, and they don't even work in my neighborhood. Oh, okay. It does. There, it doesn't exist. Oh, yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah. Lucky you. So, so, uh, so COVID, right? COVID, it's a thing. Yeah, it turns out it's a. Yeah, I think, I think it's. Uh, I, think I think it's, it's sticking around think, for a bit. I don't think it's a fad. I think it's a thing. I think it is a thing. I think uh, uh, I've been watching some uh, non-COVID COVID movies. Watch Demolition Man, which I now believe is an educational documentary. Oh, that uh, one's getting scarily accurate. Yeah. Because that's yeah, around that this one. era. Yeah, I, I remember. Yeah, I always I. Well, the well, yes, because the beginning I believe is supposed to be like ninety nine, like with the hellscape L A. That's that's the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Um, and then I believe twenty. I want to say twenty thirty six. I don't know where I'm getting that number from. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of that, like the, the the no no the social distancing, no human contact, like the fact that in, in you know in Demolition Man they no longer shook hands or high five. Yeah, they, they do like a little circular. They went thing. up to each other, and then then the, then of course, obviously everybody remembers. And Stephen, uh, Stephen, you weren't yeah. far off, by the way, Nate. It was it was uh, 1996 and reanimated in 2032. Ah, so, I was off by four. That's odd. I was off by four years in both at cases. That oh, was whatever. But, hey, spot on, um, pretty much, in my opinion. Um, but, and of course, everybody remembers the. Um, the seashells. Yes. Uh, oh well, except nobody like that was the running joke of the movie is that nobody explained what the seashells were. And, now and now we understand. That, now yeah, we understand. but that was like so there was no toilet paper, and so I wish somebody would come up. Stallone himself has even tweeted joking about the seashells. Like I bet you guys want those now. Yeah. And like even like like sex. Remember like contact sex was banned. Like right. they, they would do the virtual, which is that's getting, virtual right is what there. things that people are doing now. They. Um, the uh, the other thing that I can see coming is the the restaurant war. Except that obviously the difference was is in the movie they had the restaurant wars, right? And the only one that survived the restaurant wars was Taco Bell. So every restaurant was Taco Bell. In our reality, I could see that as Taco Bell being the only thing that survives. So yeah. every restaurant is Taco Bell. Um, Dan Cortez will still be around. I saw him on Instagram a lot. Like yeah, he did he, something you know, with Bill yeah, Bellamy, right? Yeah, Dan Cortez, who famously played two roles in Demolition Man. Who doesn't? Um, yeah, uh, he, uh, yeah, he and Bill Bellamy, who, um, who some of our listeners might be old enough to remember. I think probably most of them are. Uh, Rock and Jock, the old MTV. Oh, such a good show. Well, it, actually, it was MTV Sports. MTV right. Sports, which I don't even really remember what the hell they talked. I mean, yes, it was called MTV Sports, but like, what? I don't even remember what it, the show was. It was like a docu-series of going in like on extreme sports and what the heck was going oh, okay. on, like like dirt so bike it's... racing and like the at that point in time, par- like was it parachuting was a huge ordeal where they were doing the surf like the snowboard going. Oh, to... the yeah yeah because that was like when the X Games first when the X Games I mean X Games is still a thing but it kind of when became it started super... it was so different. It be... Oh yeah, X Games became like super mainstream and it's still around but like now all the X Games sports are Olympic sports. 
like yes. snowboarding and skiing and freestyle skiing like those are in the olympics now yeah. like but back then i remember the original x games and they just had some batshit crazy sports they oh. had you remember street luge street luge was fantastic i don't street know why luge. that went away because people were gonna die well yeah I mean, people, but... kids were trying to like for those that don't oh, remember yeah. street luging was a race where it essentially was not it was a a, a a land, you know, it was a, a pavement-based, like, losing in the Olympics, except it was this long thing that basically was the equivalent of laying down a skateboard, and these guys would go down these hills and race. But the problem was is the kids in real life were just taking their skateboards, going down hills, laying on their backs, and um, getting hit by cars. And then, yeah, one of the other, um, they had speed climbing, speed rock climbing. It wasn't just rock climbing. It was speed. Like, they raced up these rock climbing walls, but yeah, like you said, the most insane one was, I believe it was called sky surfing, sky surfing, yeah. where it was guys jumping out of planes, uh, well, men and women, but guy, I'm using guys in the overall, um, jumping out of planes while wearing snowboards, and they would essentially be doing aerial routines while skydiving, while free falling. They'd, they'd be doing spins and all these different things. And then they, they would have their partner would have a camera on their head and would jump out with them. Right. And that, it was an entirely choreographed, almost like a dance in the sky. And, and so the, the cameraman and the, and the sky surfer had to be in perfect coordination. And you basically got beauty points more or less. It was like, it was judged in the same way that, that we judge ice skating and, and, and um, gymnastics. It was like, you got technical points, but you also got points for like how well it, how cool it looked. Right. And, and the guy, the guy who was like the number one sky server, who won this first several golds, he was, um, he died in a in a soda commercial, while doing that. He his parachute didn't open and he hit the ground real oh, hard. Yeah, well, yeah, that that usually happens with a lot of falling yeah. bodies and all. Yeah, yeah, so. but yeah, those were the the X Games back then. I was just uh, there was X Adventure Race. Remember that when they did like the, those cross terrain kind of like it was a, a oh yeah team race, street luge, climbing, windsurfing. Yeah. Was a thing. There's bungee a, jumping. A, barefoot uh, water ski jumping. There was a bungee jumping. Like, it was basically, they, 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 they scored you like you were a diver. Yeah. Like, you'd be doing, you'd be doing, like, ten forward flips or an axle. And you, it was the equivalent of being, like, you were an actual, like, high-rise diver, except you bounced back up. Yeah. It was, it was batshit crazy. And there was, was, I mean, and they, and they still had the skateboarding and the roller. Yeah, yeah. Like, all those things but were, like, like, those things stuck. But yes. like those bizarre ones, they they phased out because they were like these are too weird. Um, mountain bike was a thing as well. Like I remember mountain sl- biking, sl- uh, solemn giant solemn and trials and tricks. I remember so, it was or... the first time I ever. I mean, you know, I loved BMX. You know, every every kid had a yeah. he had a BMX bike and Rad is the single greatest movie of all oh, time. I mean, yeah, um, we, we, I mean, we had a party we, watching I mean, that one. Two, two, yes, we did. Two. Um, Classic two classic '80s movies based on BMX racing, Rad, of course, and then the Cole Kidman starring BMX Bandits. Oh, and the Dirt, oh, Dirt Bike Kid was a motorcycle. We also um, speaking of movies, we also got two movies: Drop Zone and uh, what was the other one? There was Wesley Snipe and uh, uh, Charlie Drop Sheen. Zone was, oh, Terminal Velocity. Terminal Velocity via via yeah. because of these move the X Games. And because, yeah, and Dr- Drop Zone was essentially uh, it was. Point Break with skydivers. Yes. Weren't they? Weren't they? Wasn't it like a criminal organization of, but they were skydivers. Yeah, with Gary Busey. As was the, Gary Busey in both? Uh, yes, he was. Wow. He was the, the lead bad guy in Drop Zone. That is really funny. Yeah. Um, I mean, we should fi- we should find the list of movies that tried to be Point Break, including obviously the the original re- the original remake was the Fast and the Furious, the original one. Yeah. And then, oh yeah, absolutely. And yeah. those producers ended up doing the remake of Point Break, which they had already done, just with cars. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's um, it's, yeah. Well, I mean, the the first one I can think of that I mean, the one that we always reference, and it's really because it was made by the same director and same star, was that Day, uh, Days of Thunder was was Top Gun in cars. Yes. Like, oh, but that was and, and that, like that one's just to compare. It's it's basically the same. Yeah, I mean, um, and it's but but that one is more noticeable because it's both were directed by Tony Scott right. and both starred Tom Cruise. It might not have if if it had been you know otherwise you don't necessarily think about it. But you're right, like you, I wouldn't necessarily think Drop Zone. Yeah, that's Point Break. Same thing. Just they switch surfing with skydiving. I'm I'm now. Googling. And 
there was a character that now, now that we uh, we've just thought, thought, you know we're just, I we're, just we've, op- we've opened a can of worms that we are going yeah, to go down. Doesn't doesn't matter. I started with COVID and now we're on Drop Zone. Yeah. Um, the uh, cor- uh, there was a character in Drop Zone who was one of part of the gang, and he. His, I remember that was a, the big dra- dramatic moment is his shoe didn't open and he hit the ground real hard. And that character was played by Corin Nemec, who was the star of Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Remember that yes, show? Yes, I do. I yeah, played Parker myself Lewis. After the, I used to buy shirts like that back in middle school because – right, not sing- me, but – Oh, yeah. Like the – they were, well, that was – they were like the rayon. And silk. You, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Had a few of those. To, oh. to an extent, A.C. Slater wore things that were sort of similar – Kind of, but yeah, those designs, and then there was, yeah, they, they synchronized their watches. Yep, the Swatch and, watches. Uh, sw- uh, swatches, yes, yes, yes. The, um, oh man, 90s TV, that yeah. was, but yeah, anyway, he, Cornemic, who, who recently was on uh, TMZ's, what do, basically TMZ has a, on their, you know, they, every so often, they, it, it's basically the equivalent of what do they look like now. Right. And they'll be like, hey, remember this star? Oh. What do you think they look like now? And Cornemic, He's aged pretty well. Parker's done pretty well. Well, that's good for him. Yeah, good for him. You like to see that. You don't like to see the ones like Goldberg, the goalie, where he's... He's doing better. Oh, he... TMZ, yeah, they just... I, yesterday, he's he's out of rehab. Good for... Uh, Michael yeah, Lohan he, sponsored him, right? No, Michael Lohan was trying to... And, and to his credit, he was not trying to do something to get him like get himself good publicity. It looked like Michael Lohan was legit trying to help him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Try, yeah, basically was trying to get into this rehab center in Texas, but he went to one in Orange in um, uh, in the OC, and I guess he is technically he, he had to be moved because he I mean he he was a heroin, not Michael Lohan. Well, Michael Lohan was an addict, but uh, Goldberg was uh, like living on the streets and had all kinds of you know diseases like diabetes and I think he had some sort of staff infections and all these other things. Right. So he's a big li- he was a big liability in the the. Um, and not a liability, but he was a, of concern to himself at the rehab centers because of COVID. Right. Because he had so many underlying conditions. They were like, I don't think you're safe here. So he moved uh, rehab facilities, but there was a photo of him out with like a friend having uh, breakfast like a few weeks ago. He looks, he's gained weight. He's got a, he, you know, he's good. cut his hair. Like he looks good. Oh, good. I mean, not, not, I mean, he doesn't look like he did Mighty Ducks, but you know. No, but I mean, it, it's better just to be on the mend and doing the things in the right right way i guess would be the way i would put it and uh, you know it, it's a process for anyone who's has addiction issues so it takes time it takes dedication yeah. and it all comes and hell, I, I mean those movies were also 20 years ago were they like i, I don't, thought they were longer than i mean that the, the, well they were i don't i couldn't i mean i have to look up when d3 came out although we kind of ignore that d3 but, ever ever happened um, there's that's another trilogy when if, if people at if it came you, out you know, in ninety six, D three D three when was D two like were they every two years basically uh, 90, Mighty Ducks came out in ninety two, so, so I'm yeah, assuming ninety four. Uh, Definitely one of those trilogies where um, yeah ninety four it was every two years, just like the just like the original Star Wars where the second movie is and you could to an extent Godfather, I'd argue where the second one is by far the best one because. The, I mean, D two was was leagues ahead of both the first. Well, D three was terrible, but Mighty Ducks two was awesome. It was good. You know, you bring in a bunch of new characters. So Everyone liked all the new characters. Yeah, and, Keenan Thompson with his knuckle puck. Yes, you know, in which, the streets which, of Los by the Angeles. Way, if you ever try? Doesn't work. Doesn't work. No. Every every kid after seeing that movie tried to flip a, a street puck on its side and try to hit a slap shot, thinking that that might work. Doesn't work. No. To and create who amongst a, this, like, uh, to create a knuckleball movement, you need zero yeah, spin. A, yeah, exactly. It's it actually is counterintuitive. Yeah, it's actually the reverse of what you want yeah. to do in order to get something to knuckle. I mean, I used to be able um, to do one with a soccer ball. Yeah, well, it was easy. it was uh, the the best way to get a soccer ball to knuckle is if you towed it, if you just kicked it square, like instead of getting it to curve, like you know, you yeah. it, instead of hitting it laces laces the ball. Oh, if you hit it like, lace, if, straight on laces if, down, you you could get it to not. Not but it also, if you just hit it oh, straight toe, yeah, like you didn't know where it was going, but it would it would knuckle all over the place. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're and, right. And of course, who amongst and I believe I've discussed this before. Who amongst us um, males uh, males of the era who grew up with the Mighty Ducks two was not in love with Julie the Cat Gaffney? Oh, I mean, 
She she was only in two movies, as far as I know. She Guilty. was Julie the Cat Gaffney, and she was uh, Henry Royal Gartner's love interest in Rookie of the Year. She didn't have as big a role in that, but Julie the Cat Gaffney, and they, Gordon Bombay did her dirty, did her wrong. She should have been starting above Goldberg every single one of those games. They wouldn't have lost to Iceland in the first game if Julie the Cat Gaffney was playing. Agreed. I'm going mean, to see it, what she's been up to. Um, okay, I'll just keep riffing on, keep on riffing. movies. Okay. Um, <laughs> But I mean, those movies came out twenty years ago. Like, I I don't know what I'd expect Goldberg to look like now. Twenty six years ago, as I a health as a healthy well, yeah, as a healthy man. Like, oh the um, I mean, I mean, obviously we all know. Um, uh, oh God, why am I drawing a blank? Pacey, Pacey Joshua Jackson. Joshua, uh, Joshua Jackson, obviously, you know, is everybody still knows him. I can't think of many other people that were in. I mean, Milo Estevez still looks good, but he wasn't a child. No. Uh, Oh, I mean, he was a young man back in those days. And of course, I can't think of the guy's name, but he he starred in uh, also with Julia the Cat Gaffney. Also starred in both um, uh, Mighty Ducks two and Rookie of the Year is the guy Benny the Jet Rodriguez. Oh he yes, was, he, he was in both. He was in, in in Mighty Ducks two. He was the kid from Miami who who could skate fast as hell but didn't know how to stop. stop. And then he stole the the girl like the cheerleader, which I think was played by Ali Larder in D three. Oh, that's right. And I can't. I can't think of the actor's name that played that that that, okay. that played Benny the Jet. He'll always be Benny the Jet Rodriguez. Two seconds. I'm 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 right there for you. I, I, Mike Vitar. That's it. Played, also, yeah. uh, what were you gonna say? No, no. He think about this. If you're the guy, you're this actor. You are in two of the probably best kids sports movies of all time. Sandlot, which is considered by many one of the best baseball movies of all time. Absolutely. And then you have one of the best hockey movies of all time. I'd put it up there. I'd top I mean, three hockey movies. Youngblood is obviously the best. And Slapshot, probably. Strange yeah. Brew. Does Strange Brew count as a hockey movie? Ooh. I'm, I'm throwing it out there. I don't know if you've seen Strange Brew in some time. Oh, that's that's a, that's a debate for another day. That, okay. I, uh, absolutely. Uh, Rick Moranis. Yep. Um, another uh, movie doesn't get a lot of love. Mystery Alaska. Oh, that is a good one. Russell Crowe. I enjoyed Mystery Alaska. Hank Azaria. Hank, yeah. Um, that's all I have off the top of my head. Who was in that yeah. movie? Yeah. Um, where, where did... Oh, oh, Mike, getting back to Mike um, Mike Vitar, is that what you said? Yes. I might um, be enunciating that incorrectly, but yeah. Vitar? Okay. Vitar. Well, he, he is now a Los Angeles uh, a firefighter. Yes, I heard. Fire, he's a firefighter slash paramedic heard that on tmc or something like that yeah. like where are they now as they do yeah he was also arrested a few years ago for uh, oh. assault and battery but oh. it was but it was it occurred in a fight not he it was not domestic violence okay he fought another dude outside like a bar which i'm not gonna i'm not you know gonna say defend any sort of violence of any kind but it it, it rings differently yes like when you hear obviously domestic violence oh yes, 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 yes but like but if you hear oh yeah he was a, he was arrested for assault and battery because he got into a fight outside a bar it, it kind of softens that one that's defense that's yeah unless he's, yeah, yeah you yeah i mean it, obviously you're not there we're not there we don't know if he's yeah i mean it, it could have been over a terrible reason but it's not but when you hear assault and battery you're like oh god no. yeah. which strange you know another see this is i, I think we're just completely rudderless. I think that's the problem. Well, is, it, is, because, that, is that a problem? We've always been rudderless. Well, we've always been rudderless, but I guess we, I don't know, somehow you, we steered back back to center. But um, another another 90s actor who became an L.A. firefighter slash paramedic is Jamie Walters, star of The Heights. The show oh The Heights. God, he also, yes, played, yes. also played Ray on um, 90210. Right. Uh, he was Donna's boyfriend, Tori Spelling. Donna's he had a boyfriend. number one he, hit, didn't he? he? He pushed her down the stairs. Yes, I remember, uh, how, yeah. How do you talk to an angel? Yeah, I, 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 that was a song for me. And so, oh God, what was her name? Uh, middle school days. Can't remember. Back in Jersey. Are you, are you asking me for no. like a specific girl? You uh, no, 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 I, no, 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 no. I, 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 I can't remember her name. It was that long ago. I was just like oh. it was our song type thing. Oh yeah. So that song, yeah, it was a bop. That was a bop. It did. I mean, it was techni- technically from a show, but it's credited as. I mean, if you go back and look, how do you? I mean, everybody remembers oh, the song. I how mean, well, everyone me? at a certain age remembers that one. True. Again, I'm dating myself. I mean, our if any if if any listeners out there have not 
don't know what we're talking about, then you probably tuned out 20 minutes ago when we started talking about early 90s sitcoms. Oh, um, yeah. like, like Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Um, Which I yeah, need to find yeah. streaming now. That's, I know it's on somewhere. It's got to be somewhere. Um, the, but yeah, so, but it's, so if you go back and look at that song, it's credited as The Heights because the, if anybody remember, the show The Heights was, about a, it was a show about a band. Called yeah. the Heights. So it, it was a show. It was a. It was like a fake band within the show, a la California Dreams, another right. banging '90s show. Um, and the, the, on the show, the band was called the Heights. But the song "How Did How Do You Talk to an Angel" was released on re, in you know as a single on real radio. Right. And it's. I think. I don't think Jamie. He went by James Walters and Jamie Walters. I don't think he's credited as the singer. I think it's. I think even when I was on the radio, it was called by the Heights. Mm. Um, I just I just remember that was like a spinoff to 90210 somehow, or it was just in it was one of those shows that like, it was the, just around the same. It, it felt like it, it felt like it could be an Aaron Spelling show. Exactly. It, was. it only lasted one season, and the soundtrack to it bangs. It slaps. It's you know, still slaps. You know, I don't. What? One of the better soundtracks for a series. Um, oh God, damn it! Why am I blanking on this one? It's been around forever. It's the brothers who hunt ghosts. Or spirits. Oh, supernatural! Supernatural has some banging soundtracks. That show had a that show had a hell of a lifespan. It's still I going, it was, I believe. That no, it just ended last oh, year. Wow, okay. but but that was after like twelve, thirteen. No, no, it's longer than that. I think was and it and it had a diehard following. You're right. Like I mean, they were super fans. Like yeah. it was one of those shows where the fans had like a name for themselves. Like, yeah. Like like Belieber. Right. 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 Um. The, uh, I'll have to find out what that is now. That uh, I don't know if we have time for me to do the research. It doesn't matter. Oh, anyway, getting back to Jamie Walters. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, yes, yeah, star. Paramedic. So he, yes, so he, um, L.A. firefighter, also, just like Mike Vitar, who we're going to act like that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, but sadly, he also was arrested more, uh, like, um, after, after his acting career, and his was for domestic violence. Oh. So he has sort of been canceled, which was weird because it mir- mirrored his character on 90210, who, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, was Donna's boyfriend, and he pushed her down the stairs. Right. So his real life kind of mirrored that. So I'm not really sure why I brought him up other than the fact that both he and uh, Benny and Jet Rodriguez were firefighters in real life. Yeah. I there mean, uh, I mean what, where else? That, that, that was the running trend in that, that story for you. Yeah, yeah, that's where I see. I have a. It's um, you link things together somehow. Yeah, what is the stream of? Is it stream? What stream is of that? thought. Stream, yeah, where I just go from one place. We just go from one place to another, and there there is a central. There, there's a con- there are connecting links to everywhere where our conversations go, whether people can follow us or not. I've been told that we but, ramble quite a bit about nothing. I think th- I think this episode more than most. Yeah. And uh, and to think. And I, what I'd like to try to figure out, and I can't, I, it would take mo- a few minutes for me to think about it, is how we got started from where we just ended. We started at COVID-19, and I don't remember how we got there. I thought we started with earthquake. No, no, no. No, because I then it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. I'll, fi- I'll figure out in the edit. No, yeah, I, no, well, I won't. No, I won't. <laughs> the the, the well, stream of thought. This is just a th- stream of thought episode. We've lost everybody by now, so it doesn't matter. We, I, it just might be Sam and Christina left. Oh, we got Steve, I bet. Oh, and Steve. Steve, Steve. Steve, Steve will be uh, Oh, Steve, Steve knows. You know what? I guarantee, Sam, Christina, and Steve will know what we're talking about. Yes, they get us. They'll get the references. Yes. So um, so if this is a show for three, so be it. But of course, all listeners, we love you equally. Exactly. Um, we appreciate um, your time that you put into the show. I hope our, our banter of nonsense of 90s where X Games were involved. This is this is classic Nate, not Nate. Yes, it is. Oh, that's where it's that. Oh, we never got MTV Sports. Right. That's where it's... We didn't even talk about... The, the whole point of bringing that up was Dan Cortez. Right. So MTV Sports basically started the X Games era, and it was hosted by Dan Cortez, Bill Bellamy, and Daisy Fuentes. Oh, Daisy Fuentes. Famously Denti Fuentes. Daisy Fuentes, wife of Richard Marks, currently. Oh. Yeah, Did go figure. That. Yeah, but yeah, they um and I yeah. So anyway, it's the the point of that bringing up Dan Cortez and Bill Bellamy is neither here nor there, except for the fact they recently did an IG live where they were just reminiscing about MTV Sports. So, so that was the point. So there they, we go. We, That's how we got to where we did. There was I the, had a I had a list. Yeah, I had a list of topics that we have that we haven't come close to. Oh, what, what, um, what, what's one of those little topics that you have well, up one, there? 
got well, some, one, we got well, a bit of time. I think, I, I think that's why I was um, brought up the COVID thing is the um, uh, the COVID thing. Like the COVID it's not thing. It's not, yeah. not, like it's not something that's terribly big and important, and it absolutely is. Um, these these fundraisers that have popped up, to, like that are you know they're they're raising money for different COVID nineteen related funds. Not all you know. Like um, one that I just well, are you familiar with? Have you heard about the All In Challenge? No. The All In Challenge was started by the um, Michael Rubin. He's a he's a minority owner for the Seventy uh, Sixers. Okay. And he is the owner and founder of Fanatics. Okay. The um, oh, the, 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 the apparel the apparel yeah, company. The, yeah, right, it's right. a sports apparel company. Right, they yeah, basically yeah, yeah. they're the official partner of all four major sports, and they make the uniforms for all four major sports. A huge company. Right. And he's pretty young. He's like not much older than us. He's like a billionaire. Oh, so he started him. this thing called the All In Challenge, basically encouraging celebrities whether they be athletes um actors musicians to to take part in this where it raises money for i think four or five different COVID 19 related foundations a lot a lot of them are food related i believe like right. getting food to people who need it but this all in challenge is very cool because basically it's very organic in that they've um michael rubin challenged celebrities to join it where they basically there's two ways you can donate money to it one is through a raffle where you get these cool prizes that that involve the celebrities, right. or there's auctions, which also involve the celebrities. But the auctions, you're obviously the, the, so basically the the way the raffle side works is that any any regular person like us can donate ten, twenty five, fifty, or a hundred dollars. Right. They max you at a hundred dollars, and you're essentially buying raffle tickets. Okay. Do all these all these things that um ath- basically athletes have come up with their own. This is this is what I'm giving to this this charity. I'm going to give you, uh, like, like so, for instance, Bieber. J- J- Justin Bieber's thing that he is donating is he will, if, like, if you, you buy these raffle tickets, essentially, for, for that amount. You can't go over 100 because they don't want people to, yeah, to yeah. try to Veruca Salt the, the, the competition, like when her dad bought all the Wonka bars. bars. right, to get the um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, like, Bieber, so, so the, obviously, if you give a hundred dollars, you get more of a chance than ten. But like Bieber's, for instance, is if, if you win his his particular little competition, um, where it's just a random selection, yeah, right, right. he'll come to your house and do like a private concert at your house just for you. Oh, like it's things like that, and um, which of course I would love. That's the one I've already donated a hundred dollars under uh, different ali- aliases. <laughs> of course, of course, um, because I just you wanted to Veruca Salt it. I've I assaulted this one under different false names because I just want him to come sing his version of Little Drummer Boy to me. Um, but some of the other ones, but it, it was very organic where these celebrities um, basically would, would like, so Beaver came up with that and then he challenged another, he's like, now I challenge, it's like the Ice Bucket Challenge. Right, right, right. It's like, now I challenge so-and-so to come up with ones. And there have been some really cool ones. What's the like, favorite uh, one you found so far? Well, like another one, another cool one is Drake. Drake has one where he... Um, if you, his is on the raffle side, not the auction side. Right. On the raffle side, um, he will fly you out to L.A. on his. He has his own private plane called like Ovo Air or something. Right. O, right. OVO it, is. It, yes, yeah, it's the, the owl brand. thing. Yeah. Yeah. He he'll fly you out on his private plane. Um, par- party party with you at Delilah, and then fly you back like all on his dime. Jesus! Like, I, I, if I won that, that'd be the cheapest thing ever. Yeah, like for people in LA, it kind of sucks. But yeah, he'll fl- he basically is going to fly you to LA to party with you, and then he'll also, when he comes through your town, he'll get you like VIP treatment at his show. Yeah, I mean that's just one of them. Well, that's like, not a bad um, one, but I mean Kevin it... Hart. Kevin Hart is offering a walk-on role in his movie. Oh, um, the sports ones. Some of the sports ones are kind of cool. Tom Brady has one, but his is on the auction side, which kind of sucks because that's not really for the reg the regular folks, which sucks because you think. Yeah, you know, regular folks want a chance. Like uh, Brady's was, um, you get to, you will attend on like on him, the his first game in Tampa Bay. Uh, he will give it's, you that his, is Tampa Bay, Tampa Tampa Bay. Of course, he will give you. You will get his game worn jersey and cleats, Ooh. which is kind of cool. And he'll go out to dinner with you after the game. Interesting, but, do you, but do you the have thing to go is, to a is vegan that, restaurant that for was, that one was was. was I, I don't know if you get to pick the restaurant or he does. TB twelve that. The interesting thing, or not the interesting, but the thing that sucks about that is that's on the auction side. So like the minimum bid is five hundred thousand. I'm sorry, fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. So you need that kind of money. Like literally the Bieber Drake things, if you could win with ten. You could win with ten bucks. Not a not a good well, chance. But yeah, but you still have a chance. There's a the, the yeah there's, outside. And there's hey, a chance. So there's and that, 
the another sport another one on the auction side is um uh g- getting uh, one is uh magic johnson you go to a laker game sit with him he'll play in a game of horse with you which i don't know why anybody want to play a game of horse with magic johnson and then you get to go out to dinner with him but that's on the auction side so that's like super pricey yeah but but another cool so another two cool ones that are on the the raffle side is there's, there's the drake there's the beaver there's um they just announced yesterday the cast of friends they they're going all in on this and um, they're doing a reunion special whenever they're allowed to again. Right, like right, Whenever right. they're crowd, yeah. Um, they're doing it. They're shooting it for the new HBO Max streaming series. I heard about that. Yeah. Like, because yeah, is they it bought a season the rights or is it friends. just an episode? Like a like a Christmas, like a, is it a Christmas special or is it like a whole season? No, it's not even. It's not an episode. It's it's basically it's a reminiscing special which they've done over the years. Mm-hmm. So it's not even that big a deal. But they're shooting it on their the old stage at Warner Brothers. Right. And like so so this friends thing this friends package is you get to go to that you get to hang out with them. Like after the after the taping, you mm-hmm. get this special VIP tour of the whole Warner Brothers lot. So if you're a Friends fan, that makes sense. And you yeah. you you know you chip you you win you put in a, even a hundred bucks and you you win. That's kind of cool. But the coolest one is the guy himself, Michael Rubin, the guy who started this, um, because he has obviously all kinds of connections because he's the fanatics guy and he owns the Sixers. Um, partial owner of the Sixers. His is called the Ultimate Fan Package, and this is on the raffle side. So you could win this with as little as ten dollars. And the, the the winning, if you win it, the Ultimate Sports Fan Experience. He's going to give you two tickets to Game One of. Now of course, this is all when the net, when sports start again. Right, so these, right, 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 right. When they say the twenty twenty one Stanley Cup Finals, who know you know which one is that? Yeah, exactly. whenever the next ones are. So it's it's two tickets to the Stanley Cup. Finals. Wow. Two t- to game one. Two tickets to game one of the NBA Finals. Two tickets to game one of the World Series. Two tickets to game. Two, two two tickets to the Final Four. Um, two tickets to the College Football Championship. Two tickets to the Daytona Five Hundred. Two tickets to the Masters. Two tickets to the both the men's and women's U.S. Open tennis finals. That's huge. Um, two tickets to the Olympics in Japan, and two tickets to Super Bowl. Uh, the next Super Bowl, uh, fifty-five. Right. And on top of all, oh, and on top of all those tickets, to every single sporting event, you get. Um, he, it's funny. The the fine print list them is two coach flights to and from wherever you live. Right. I don't even think coach is the terminology they use anymore. Basically, it's them saying you're not getting first class, which is fine. Uh, which if fine. you're getting free and flights to every every free, location, free flights to all those locations. Round plus, trip, by the way, folks. Round trips plus hotel nights for as many nights. Like two, it's gonna be. It's, They'll give you two nights for all those single events, like right. game one of the finals. But for the Masters, they're giving you five nights. Right. And for the Olympics, they're giving you two weeks. What? Um, that I might on, actually and, just bid on. And on top of all of that, he's giving the winner a $100,000 credit for, to Fanatics. So you could buy $100,000 worth of crap from Fanatics. You'd be getting like, a lot of St. Louis gear, my friend. And all of that you can get for as little as $10. So it's called. So if you look at it, it's called the All In Challenge, and I highly recommend it. Like, put in ten, a hundred bucks, you can win one of those really cool things. Uh, yeah. Oh, by the way, and by the way, your gift came in. So when you get back into town, you have uh, something waiting for you. Who? What? You? I got oh, you really? the hat. Yeah. Oh, cool. Oh, nice. Oh, excellent. So. What? Um, are are we? Oh, there's one other challenge, but I don't know if we have time for it. Um, and we're going to be, we can save it for next week or you can be quick with it, I guess. Okay. Well, it's, it's, this one was right up your alley. It's called the Mr. Skin challenge sponsored by Mr. Skin, the website that chronicles, um, where, where to find nudity in movies. Okay. Always good. Hugh, you're familiar with yes, it, obviously. Well, well aware. Probably heard of it. You basically type in any actress or actor you want and it'll, 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 it'll give you every movie they've appeared nude in and the exact moment in that movie. So you can look it up. Anyway, they're doing a challenge for a good cause for COVID where the, the challenge is that they want people to submit handwritten artwork of a specific nude scene of a, of an actress or actor. And then you, so basically like, like say the Kate Winslet scene where she's right. uh, drawn naked and Titanic. Titanic right, right, right. If you, you, you hand draw or paint that scene, then you post it onto social media with the hashtag Mr. Skin Challenge, and the people that run Mr. Skin will will look at all of them and declare a winner, or they'll they'll declare ten winners, and right. then people online get to vote for the ten winners, and the three top vote getters 
all that they they, they win at twelve hundred dollars. So they win a, basically a second stimulus check. Okay, it's very funny. So anybody that is art inclined might want to take um, up on this challenge. Then go for it, man. Yeah. And, and it just screams Hugh because when I think Mr. Skin, I think Hugh, Hugh might be Mr. Skin. You never know. I think I'd be living in a better place than the place I'm living right now if I was. You're like Seagull and those characters and knocked up when yep. they tried to come up with their own Mr. Skin yeah, before they realized that Mr. Skin existed. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I guess, everyone, uh, thank you for uh, taking your time with Nate and Not Nate episode. Yeah. Nate, Not Nate hour. Nate, Not Nate, Not Nate. Um, and if okay, that works. If you all get the time, and I know you have it because you're you're quarantined at home. Uh, watch Drop Zone. Uh, I uh, yeah, I I actually did watch that more recently, within the last two months or so. So I'll watch it again. I enjoyed it. We should watch it and do like a book club type there type thing where we discuss it next week. But now I'll have to watch. Agreed. It. I think we. That's that's that is that's next week's episode. Drop Zone. <laughs> Well, whatever listeners we didn't lose already, we're going to lose when they're like, wait, they're just going to talk about drop, drop Zone for an hour next week? That's exactly what we're going to do. That is what we're doing. Sorry, folks. We're... Tune in next week. Exactly. Talk to you then. <laughs>